0: It is June 29, 2018. It is a warm and rainy Friday afternoon here on the west coast of Florida. My name is Joel Tillis, and you are tuned in to The Soul Trap. We trust that wherever and whenever this broadcast finds you, finds you in good health, good spirits, and most of all, as we always say, most importantly on that good and narrow way. Make sure to check us out on Facebook. You can also email us and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Many of you we have heard from, and as always, it is just a tremendous blessing Uh, to be able to connect with you, all of us together on this journey, all of us seeking truth by way and the lens of the Word of God, but boy, it gives you a tremendous insight into the world and the things going on around us. Glad to have you tune in today, and uh, I trust that um, you're going to have a wonderful weekend if you're listening to this before you enter into the weekend. I trust that you have a great weekend and uh, are able to sleep well and rest, but I'm not sure after... This particular show, if you will sleep well, it is uh, definitely one of those shows where we are entering into a, uh, well, a frightening realm as the realm of the frightening clearly blurs the lines into the realm of our normal everyday reality life. There was a film that came out in 2005 called Dark Water. It was an American horror film. Uh, It was based off of a Japanese film called Floating Water that came out uh, earlier in the 90s, and it was rewritten and repackaged. The plot basically is that a lady by the name of Dahlia, remember that name, battles her ex-husband Kyle for custody of their daughter Cecilia. Kyle wants Cecilia to live closer to his apartment in Jersey City, but Dahlia wants to move to the cheaper Roosevelt Island where she has just found a good school. Dahlia and Cecilia view an apartment in a dilapidated complex on Roosevelt Island a few blocks from Cecilia's new school. The daughter, Cecilia, sneaks to the roof and finds a Hello Kitty backpack near the building's water tower. The manager, Murray, explains that no one has claimed it. Cecilia initially dislikes the apartment, but decides she wants to live there. And Dahlia makes an offer the same day. Shortly after they move in, the bedroom ceiling begins to leak dark water. Dahlia, the mom, finds the apartment above flooded from every faucet. She finds a family portrait of the former tenants, the Rimsky family. A mother, father, and a girl Cecilia's age. Dahlia Complains to the manager, the property manager Murray, and the superintendent, a guy by the name of Veek, about the water, but Veek insists that he is not a plumber and blames teenage vandals. The ceiling, shoddily patched by Veek, leaks again, and Dahlia is also intimidated by some of the strange teenagers in the apartment complex and actually sees what she thinks is a face of a screaming girl in a washing machine at one point. Celia's teacher, the daughter, is troubled by Cecilia's imaginary friend called Natasha. Cecilia appears to argue with Natasha and lose control of her hand as she paints. After Dahlia catches her daughter playing with dolls and talking to this strange imaginary friend by the name of Natasha in in the elevator, she forbids Cecilia to talk to Natasha again. In the bathroom, Cecilia passes out as dark water gushes from the toilet and sinks. As Dahlia is busy meeting her lawyer, Kyle takes Cecilia to his apartment. That night, Dahlia follows footsteps to the roof and sees that water is spilling from a water tower. Cecilia, Dahlia, elevator, water tower. Inside, she finds the imaginary friend Natasha's body. Veek is arrested for negligence. He was aware of her body, which was why he refused to fix the complex's plumbing problem. Dahlia and Plats discover that Natasha's parents had left her behind, each believing she was with the other. Natasha was left to fend for herself and fell into the water tower and drowned, leaving her as a vengeful ghost who is jealous of the little girl, Cecilia. Does that sound familiar to you? Well, if you haven't seen the movie, it should at least sound familiar to those of you that are familiar with the case of Elisa Lam. As Andrew Arnett has written, plenty has been said and written about the Cecil Hotel, a.k.a. Cecilia. The Cecil Hotel, and for good reason. The place is an incomparable vortex of malignant evil. In its day, this Los Angeles hotel has been home to several serial killers, and within its walls, the writer states is a host to a litany of gruesome murders and suicides. and God only knows what other perversions have taken place in this Skid Row hotel. Residents who were passed over by the Grim Reaper fared a little better as their lives were often afflicted by poverty, addiction, prostitution, and hopelessness. It's little surprise then that one of the most baffling deaths of the 21st century took place at the Cecilia, I'm sorry, the Cecil. Or rather, it didn't take place in it, it took place on top of the Cecil. For it was in the water tank of the hotel's rooftop, where the drowned body of Elisa Lamb was found, after it went missing weeks early. Now, The coroner, and it took a while for this to happen, ruled that it was an accident. Lamb's death was so uncanny and laden with such weirdness and strangeness that it's been hard for people to find explanations for her demise. Subsequent explanations for her demise have even ventured into the realm of the paranormal and even governmental conspiracies. Now it's very interesting that the unknown always produces those that are in the know. Have you ever noticed that? And uh, yours truly included. In other words, there is a real danger that conspiracy theorists and paranormal researchers become a sort of secular Gnosticism. A secret order. Investigating secret orders. (laughs) Because rather than accepting facts, they come with a bias, a bias that everyone else is biased, but they are not. And of course, that's the most dangerous of all. But for all the unknown and therefore downright weird speculation, there is something very odd, to say the least, about Elisa Lamb's death. On February 19, 2013, maintenance workers discovered her body inside a water tank, just like Natasha's. It was discovered in a water tank on the roof of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Initially, they had gone up to the roof to investigate the building's water supply after guests complained about discoloration, a foul odor coming from their tap water, and bad taste. How gross is that? How would you go through the rest of your life knowing? You were drinking a body. Now, that is downright nasty. They were drinking a decompositioned body. And you thought Soylent Green was bad. The water was indeed tainted, to say the least. Lamb's body had been steeping in it for over two weeks. It was the source of the water supplied to guest rooms as well as the hotel kitchen and coffee shop. The LAPD then drained the tank and cut it open to extract the body inside. That should tell you something right there, but we'll come back to that. When they, what they found was the naked body of Elisa Lamb, bloated, greenish, and decomposing. Her clothes were floating next to her, coated with a sand-like particulate that was never fully explained. An autopsy report claimed that Lam died accidentally drowning with bipolar disorder as a possible contributing factor. There was no evidence of sexual or physical assault. Toxicology did show traces of prescription meds consistent with the ones found in her belongings, as well as a small amount of alcohol. Lam, age 21 at the time of her disappearance, was a Canadian student attending the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. She was the daughter of Hong Kong immigrants who owned a restaurant outside Vancouver. On holiday, Lam was visiting California, traveling alone by Amtrak bus. She arrived in Los Angeles on January 26th and subsequently checked into the Cecil Hotel. When communication with her parents abruptly ended, police were notified and began investigating her disappearance. The LAPD released a video from the last day she had been seen taken My hotel security camera. Now, what makes this very, very odd is that the video, which is one of the spookiest things you will ever see, clearly shows Elisa Lam interacting with what she believes is someone or something. Just off camera and out of sight, nonetheless, in her mind or in reality or in a blurred dimension somewhere between the two, there is someone or something that she's afraid of. In the video, Lamb is shown behaving erratically, gesticulating wildly and acting like someone or something is chasing after her. Strangely, she presses all the buttons on the elevator, but the elevator never really responds. Many investigators have pointed out that the doors never even try to close. It's as if... The elevator is frozen. She peers down the hallway. She hides behind the door. The footage is freaky. One writer says that the general assumption from the available evidence was that Lamb's death was somehow correlated with bipolar disorder or which she was prescribed for which she was prescribed a number of drugs to regulate. Some symptoms of bipolar disorder, though not all may cause hallucinations so Here we are again with pharmacy drugs being somewhere within the vicinity of something strange, tapping into an area of soul-mind connection and actually causing more harm than good. But a psychotic break really does not match the facts. We are to believe she just went nuts, then climbed up to the roof, crawled onto a tall water tank, lifted the heavy lid, got in, kicked the ladder away, then ripped off all of her clothes and drowned in the water whilst hiding from her imaginary pursuer. Now, being from Vancouver, would she have even known about a water tank? Would she have even known how to get up there? And aren't most roof areas locked? Did she even know how to open the water tank? Why was there a ladder there? A lot of weird, weird questions. If she was taking drugs, why weren't they helping her? The popular conception is that Lamb fell victim to some form of foul play if we don't go with the psychotic break. Some sort of foul play at the hands of a psychopath, rapist, or denizen of the underworld, and there is certainly plenty of reason to entertain this notion. But again, we are left with these odd questions. We have to ask, why was she staying here at this hotel by herself or with friends? This was no place for college kids. Unless, of course, she was aware of the evil history. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, while actually committing some of his serial murders, lived there. Two of the most notorious residents. Lived there. As I just mentioned, the serial killer Richard Ramirez, he was dubbed the Night Stalker, committed part of his killing spree while living at the Cecil during the 1980s. This continued also when a guy by the name of Jack Unterberger strangled to death three prostitutes during his stay at the Cecil in 1991. Another case that stands out particularly horrific is in regards to the murder of Elizabeth Short in 1947. Who was Elizabeth Short? Well, she was an aspiring actress who died under such heinous and foul circumstances that her case is often compared to that of Elisa Lamb. Elizabeth Short is dubbed the Black Dahlia, which happens to be the first name of the main character in Dark Water, Dahlia Williams. The Black Dahlia was rumored to have frequented the Cecil Hotel, and on January 15, 1947, was found murdered in nearby Lamert Park. Her body had been mutilated, drained of blood, and severed at the waist, then cleaned with gasoline. Over 150 suspects were investigated, cutting a broad swath through Los Angeles society, leading some to surmise that she was killed by a cabal consisting of members of the LAPD and Hollywood socialites, though no one was ever arrested. In a similar fashion, conspiracy theorists have claimed that Elisa Lam was actually assassinated by the government what yeah it was claimed that she was assassinated by the government for referencing on her blog a work that she was currently involved in between the pentagon funding a project between the u.s and south korea to develop invisibility cloaking technology which immediately sounds kind of crazy until we remember how all of a sudden there was an explosion in north korea No one could explain it. No one could identify how it happened. And the next thing we know, the little fat guy over there wants to make peace. Mm, Maybe. I don't know. But possibly the most strange, and even though it is the most strange, maybe the most plausible theory, is that she got in over her head, playing a game of demonism and dimensional verging transference. Andrew Arnott continues to write, as we come back to his article, As outlandish as it may sound, it is asserted that Elisa Lam fell victim to the Korean elevator game, wherein she traveled through a portal via the elevator into a parallel dimension. To play this quote-unquote game, one must use an elevator in a building at least 10 stories high. Press a series of buttons in a particular symmetrical way, according to the given instructions, and one may find oneself in the other world, or as Stranger Things likes to call it, the upside down. And you thought you heard everything. There are actually very specific directions and details and occurrences and events rumored to be on the dark web. One of the most frightening is the following, quote, Some things to note. Now this was a warning from the dark web by somebody who claimed to have experienced it. Some things to note. When you reach the fifth floor, five, the number of death, a young woman may enter the elevator. I wonder if her name is Natasha. You are instructed not to speak to her or even look at her, for she is not what she seems. End quote. Did Lamb look at and talk to this so-called woman does this theory have any bearing on reality whatsoever maybe maybe not certainly one of the most eerie aspects of this case involved the similarities between the circumstances surrounding her death and that of the horror film we have been talking about dark water which was actually filmed in 2005 long before elisa ever experienced what she experienced the main star as i mentioned already jennifer conley is called Dahlia. Is that a reference to the Black Dahlia? Who moves into a run-down apartment with her daughter, Cecilia. In the apartment, putrid water runs from the faucet and there is even a malfunctioning elevator there. Later, they discover the body of a missing girl inside the water tank on top of the building. Sound familiar? Now, that is too connected for me not to be connected. Something or someone out there somehow connected these things. Could a hotel be haunted? And what does it mean to be haunted? I mean, are we talking about the stupid little Discovery Channel, a History Channel, ghost hunters, and all that kind of nonsense? Or is there a darker, deeper level? I digress here for a minute, but I remember years ago, the home up in Gary, Indiana, where the young boy was apparently taken to the hospital, and a doctor and nurses and actual police officers reported seeing this quote-unquote demon-possessed boy crawl up the side of a wall. That home was investigated and eventually torn down. Could there be actual locations where demonic powers are of more force than others? There's an investigative writer that states the following. The Cecil Hotel... Had an evil twin. The Cecil Hotel was built in 1924, and a little research has turned up something very interesting, the writer states. The Cecil Hotel had a double, and that double to the Los Angeles Hotel was located in London. The Cecil Hotel in London was built in 1886, and it was torn down in 1930. Built of stone block and red brick, this was no rooming house for outcasts. It was, in fact, a luxury hotel accommodating corporate power and the global elite, named after Sir Robert Cecil, Earl of Salisbury, and treasurer to James I, who in fact lived on the property. The Cecils, it turns out, were the power behind the throne of Queen Elizabeth, and by way of the Venetian, Carolonian, Burgundian nobility, overlords of the British Empire." Nothing to see there. Of course, we've never heard anything about any kind of satanic involvement in the British parliamentary powers or anything like that. I mean, we've never heard of that, have we? Mm, I think we have. The hotel had its own built-in Masonic Hall. And so it was a favorite meeting place for Freemason lodges in the London area, including the most noted one and worshipper of Lucifer of his time, none other than Aleister Crowley, known as the Beast. An aspiring magician of note living at the Cecil Hotel in 1898 was Aleister Crowley. It was during, during his stay at the Cecil that Crowley was introduced to George Cecil Jones, who was a member of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, through Jones, Crowley was introduced to the book of the sacred magic of Abramelin, the Magi, and the discipline of practical magic from which Aleister Crowley would eventually one day perfect his sex magic and even his Babylon working trying to bring into existence the chimera of the other world. In fact, a poem written called Jephtha is very telling. On November 18th of that year, Crowley, still at the Cecil Hotel, was initiated into the Outer Order of the Golden Dawn by its prestigious leader, Samuel Little Little MacGregor Mathers. Crowley, always a prolific writer, penned some interesting poetry during his stay at the Cecil, including one in particular that is pertinent to the discussion. The poem Jephthah, written during his stay at the Cecil, is very, very odd, and some believe may have direct connection to Elisa Lamb. The poem tells of Jephthah, a judge of Israel, who ended up burning his daughter as a sacrifice. The daughter's name, coincidentally, was Celia, which also works as an anagram for Elisa. The poem follows, Let my lamp at midnight hour Be seen in some high, lonely tower Where I may oft outwatch the bear with thrice great Hermes, or Unchaper, the spirit of Plato to unfold what worlds or what vast regions hold, the immortal mind that hath forsook her mansions in the fleshly nook, and of those demons that are found in fire, air, flood, or underground, whose power hath a true consent with planet or with element, Some time let gorgeous tragedy in sceptered Paul come sweeping by. Is there direct connection? Maybe, maybe not. But what about Elisa's last name? Elisa Lamb, which just so happens to be the name of the gray alien type demon, which Crowley encountered when he allegedly opened an interdimensional portal while performing the Almontara workings in 1918, how she accessed the water tank? How did she get into it? How did she close the heavy lid? The missing clothes, no one checking the roof, nothing empirically adds up. Whatever she saw that night peering around the corner of the elevator doors whoever and whatever it was she took to her watery grave. Those waters did indeed become dark. The only question is, were they from the dark heart of man? Were they from the darkened mind of a confused girl? Or were they from the heart of darkness itself on the other side? Or was it the perfect storm? Of a confused young girl, a deranged, darkened being, and a dark hotel, with a dark history, with a dark connection. The story of Elisa Lamb is one of the strangest and oddest cases in the 21st century. And it begs the question, what are we seeing on camera? Many people have looked at the video and stated that they seem to see disruptions in the video. Digital disruptions. And they claim that something is being hidden. Timestamp and digital disruptions. And they claim that it means that somebody has been editing. Maybe. Maybe somebody did edit out things we aren't meant to see. But maybe those digital disruptions are more from a disruption in the digital world reality that you and I live within. Maybe. Maybe Elisa Lamb went to her grave in those dark waters and everything is perfectly empirically rationally explained. Then again, maybe not.